enjoy watching this. <laughs> Who is this we're listening to? The clientele. The clientele. Where are they from? What's their deal? I don't know. Google them. So I shall. guys they have a dreamy vibe yeah it made me a little like a less rhythmic bell and sebastian if that's possible and it of course made me think that after this podcast we'll naturally be listening to them at full blast doing interpretive dance in the park let's do it now that's where we are what's the date it's the first it's may day oh it's may day it's may day uh what is it uh hooray hooray first of may outdoor fucking stars today Oh, I've never heard that. I've not heard that either. <laughs> Was this from your ribald past? <laughs> what? My randy youth. <laughs> <laughs> not we so long. are yeah. in Seven Pools Park outside. We can see each other's faces. Yay, we're socially distant and um, immensely responsible because we're all very respectful of the virus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kristen is sitting in a child's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo's sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground. Do you need and a he's looking at his phone. He, I guess he's I'm looking Googling up the clientele. The clientele. Okay. Yeah. Okay, tell us all tell us about them. Well, when my phone works. I mean, I guess the one consistent thing between this location and the Kenwood is my phone doesn't work. Ooh, why is that? Thank How you. How can this be a despot? This is right in the center of everything, the yeah. universe. Thank you, T Mobile. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I've got T-Mobile. Uh, let me check if I got bars. I got four bars. Hmm. I mean, I have bars. I thought it's all the bars just were closed. Not working. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. <laughs> Low, my specialty. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, I have to say, Dave, on the way over here, and I, uh, I w- my heart was pounding. I just thought, you know, first of all, I tried to get out of this, as you know. I thought, it's <laughs> raining. I sent you pictures of my weather app. I um, And I shot back a yeah, picture I just from my say, weather app. Let me interject. <laughs> I totally knew that's what you were doing, but you were doing it in such a frabbly way. You didn't say, I don't want to do it. I don't feel comfortable with it. Let's just do the Zoom meeting. You were like... You were citing sources and trying to influence and exert emotional and logical pressure. Well, of course. Kudos. Kudos, Fable. But, but you know, I mean, the complexity of, of, of me is that I did want to do it, but oh, I, I know. didn't want to do it. But I, I did want to do it. But I was yeah. happy if nature would com- keep me from doing it, because if it was raining, that wouldn't make any sense. So I was just going through the process of seeing you know, how far down the line I could go with the natural elements being out of favor yeah. to the point of choice where I had to say, okay, I'm in. You were you were battling your inner frables, uh, as we all do. Uh, well, I, here, here's the thing. The outer capel is so adventurous. And I, I appreciate that about you, Dave, so mm. much. And, and you know, I'm, I'm able to be directed, though, you know, not willingly, obviously. And and come on, Pablo, you weren't compliant. Either. No, I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do. I didn't want to have to make a decision. I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do. And by the way, I don't let just anyone tell me what to do. There's very few people. You guys are on the list. I and love it. Stephanie. Yeah. And then, you know, Pablo, when you say let people tell you what to do of course you chose not to bring the chair that Dave said we should bring. <laughs> honestly and don't even table. remember him telling me to bring any of that and that is the genius of Pablo <laughs> I honestly don't remember well we're both non-compliant but willing is I guess the I yeah. brought my mic I brought a very long mic cable and I'm um, you know I brought something to sit on in this case the ground your ass and your tuchus. my ass yeah you know what's interesting is the clientele is a London-based indie pop band Currently composed of lead singer-guitarist Alasdair McLean, drummer Mary Keane, and bassist James Horn-something. Horn-thumping? That's yeah. fascinating. Wow. Yeah. They've experienced more success in the United States than they have in their native Britain and are currently signed to Merge Records. Blah, 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 blah. How are you, Dave? I love it. Um, I'm good. I was thinking about that whole... the, the uh, 
uh, meeting dynamic thing about uh, um, how I also sort of bristle at anything that smacks of a meeting, <laughs> like a required attendance. We're three type spoiled thing. babies. I know, yeah. Totally. And we, <laughs> yeah. This is why we are unemployable. And, and friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember I worked at 3M for a little bit, and, uh, and I just, I would get, I would, I would just be seething in meetings because people would just be bullshitting. I'm like, why are we here? What the fuck are we doing here? That's We're just talking. That's exactly how I felt about school. Compulsory education. It didn't, it didn't make sense to me. So I, I did the self-directed tour of the world from quite an early age. <laughs> but you actually graduated with a college degree, didn't you? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, kudos where, to you. Where, where do you matriculate? I, well, I started from. at Boston in the independent theater program where I got Boston to make... Boston College? Boston University. What's, where's that? In Boston. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to a frable. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Chink. And, uh, Have you heard of Philadelphia? Yeah. It's not there. It's, <laughs> the whole, all the maps are being redrawn. <laughs> and then I went to the center, uh, you know, then I went to the program for individualized learning at the U, where no one can tell you what to do. <laughs> and that's where you graduated and from? that's where I graduated from. Yes. You have a big degree. I have a degree. It's in a frame, and I can't spell. So thank God for spell check. Thank God for spell check. I oh, man. just and Google is my friend. <laughs> what about you, Pops? What do you uh, matriculate from? Oh, Dave. <laughs> I come from a long line of professors, so the best way to stab my father in the back was to, actually in the heart, the front, from the front, <laughs> was to not go to college. So, you know, I went to music school and I graduated from what was McNally Smith. Oh, yeah. What, um, what was that called? Uh, MIT, B, GIT or Well, it was, it was actually, um, I think, a guitar center when I went, and the program was the professional guitar school. And then it turned into music tech, and then it turned into McNally Smith. And I was actually, um, if not the very first, close to the very first student that went there. I went the first year when Jack and Doug first started the school. Right there um, on, on Washington? Yeah. There, yep, across yep. from Sex World? And, yep, yep, yeah. yep, all that. And um, it was really fun. And, and I did go to MCTC for a while, but I ended up just playing in the jazz band and then dropped out of all the classes. And uh, went to the U for a little while and, uh, you know, interfered with the rock and roll. So You know, scheduled things get in the way of other things. It's so true. I don't really enjoy school. I love learning. I don't really enjoy school. I don't like the shape of, the, of pedagogies. And I don't I like, like all these big words. <laughs> you are an autodidact. I am an autodidact. I don't like the shape of the thing, and I don't like the pace. I also don't like the sort of constraints that they put, you know, um, on topics. I just I'm not into it. I hear you, man. Although I I I actually enjoyed school. I I got I I didn't enjoy it the first summer. I I went for one year after high school. Dropped out to join a rock and roll band. Yes. Yeah. That's what I tell everyone for, to do. Uh, yeah, that's for six really years. really important. Yeah, that's what Eli's in the process of doing, basically. But I, I should say, um, you know, what I chose, in some ways, I chose out of privilege. So I was still exposed to the Western canon, to academic discipline, to all of these kinds of things. Uh, sort of um, carriers of class that some people would need to go to a college for um, were sort of uh, in my family anyway because I come from a long line of professors and many professors in my family. Um, not to say that I uh, embody or have attained those lofty heights, just to say that the sort of um, cultural and class stuff that you would pick up from going to college if you'd never been before or never been exposed to those kinds of things. I had already the privilege of sort of knowing, you know what I mean? You were already smart. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a question of smart. I would say it's really just cultural stuff. Yeah, but you were, you were educated. You've been educated all your life. I mean, at home, you were educated at the dinner table, basically. 
Yeah, you yeah. could call it an education, but I think it's also a cultural framework, you know? Um, I think it's a cultural... Maybe part of it is education, for sure, because every parent educates their kid. But I think it's also a cultural framework. You know, you learn how to talk a certain way. You and, learn you know, how to and you read. A There's a culture of reading. You know, you yes. read, actually read books. Yes, yeah. But I, There's books I, in the house. Yeah, for sure. Have and you ever it, been to a house that's, that's a, a book desert? Yes, but no but magazines. My, I know, no. <laughs> I know. But but my point is that there are some people who grow up that way who are very smart, and um, and I, I would just say it's a different. It so happens that the culture we live in, because the dominant, you know, uh, the dominant culture is uh, heteronormative, um, European, blah 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 blah. That's what's valued. I mean, those kinds of books are valued. That kind of intellectual paradigm is valued and it doesn't necessarily mean it's better or worse it's just what's valued and i benefited from that culture check check and check yeah yeah um hey question what were the strange books that your parents read or were on their shelves or that you were drawn to the joy of sex your parents (laughs) had the joy of sex yeah they had that where did they keep it uh it was right there in the in the uh family room Oh, in the family room. Yeah. Uh, and it was, oh, have you ever, I, I actually ordered that. I got it uh, like a year ago. Um, <laughs> the, a vintage which, copy of it. Which it's edition? So, I oh, the people are so hairy and so. <laughs> I remember looking suit, at that book. <laughs> her suit with the drawings. Oh, my God, yeah. Is it the drawings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but there was another book, like, that we all got when we were, um, you know, going through puberty and then you'd giggle about it when you were 10 and then someone would give it to you. It was like a know yourself kind of a book. It was another one. Free like to that. be you and me. I don't know. Some shit. My, for, for some reason, you know, as soon as you said that, what books were on the shelf? The, the one that just popped into my brain was Contiki. Ooh, oh, great And book. that was, oh, that was like right by the TV. And I would, you know, I, I read that title thousands of times was as it I watched the paperback TV. With the no, it was a big thick book. It was about, uh, and I actually read it at yeah. one point. Um, it was about uh, Thor Heyerdahl uh, uh, sailing the uh, papyrus boat across the, yeah. um, from Africa to uh, the New World. Yeah. I was, so, um, I was, uh, I was, I went down an elf hole as a child of Contiki and Swiss Family Robinson, <laughs> you know anything? You read Contiki? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Not That's that awesome. I remember anything because I have no memory. <laughs> yeah, so you're always stoned. But my then. dad had this magazine. There were two two books that I come to mind when I think of this. One was a magazine called Pilote, which is a kind of do you know the magazine Heavy Metal? Yeah. It's like the French version of that. And it had all these naked, weird <laughs> sci-fi drawings and stuff in it. Because my dad was a sci-fi fan. Oh, and, awesome. uh, and so I remember that. And, um, and then the other one was computational morphology. Ah, of course. <laughs> See, yeah, I mean, you, if you grow up around that stuff, that you, I don't know that you actually need college. It's because it, you come out sounding smart. You can fake your way through any interview. I mean, you haven't got the document. You haven't got the, you know, the... But you're saying you can fake your way as a perfect example of what I'm talking about, which is if you, if you sound and look like the people that have power, then you can gain access to anything. If you don't look and sound like them, then it's very, very hard. And yeah. it just so happens that, um, you know, a certain sliver of my experience reflects those people that um, are in... Yeah. Charge and have you all the money look, and that's all. You They're look and talk like a like a smart, per- educated person right, but who it doesn't, could be who it doesn't, could be a, a manager somewhere. Sure, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I am, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that has actual value. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, think about how many people you know in your lives that look and talk smart and are not smart. Yeah, because yeah. perhaps they're more conformist, so they kind of stepped into the tropes of what constitutes success and they're actually unoriginal thinkers and kind of dolts. Yeah, and they don't know any better because they're just constantly being rewarded in some 
bear way for their achievements and their achievements matter to them. For like, their conformity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, I got the house in this neighborhood. I got the car. Mm -hmm. I have this kind of life and I'm doing all these things. And I mean, you know, I'm not shitting on them. I think everybody, you know, has their own set of expectations and framework. And I don't know that we can really wholly step outside of that. Um, some people are forced to through bad luck or good luck. Um, it, it's always good to examine those things, but I'm, I don't think it's inherently wrong to, to be tied into that way of thinking. I, I just, I'm not. Yeah, you're a rebel. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I just had a different life than how I was raised. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting if there's a disruption. Speaking of the world we're living in, we're in a huge disruption right now. So that's advantageous in some ways to, oh, my God, there's a person. <laughs> Hi, person. <laughs> Where's your mask? Just kidding. He's got a coffee cup. I know. I've noticed a lot more masks uh, lately in yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. People, even people out riding bikes and stuff, jogging yeah. with masks on. Yeah. I wear a mask every time I go out. I wear a mask when I sleep. Really? Well, you know what? Here's, I mean, talk about it. Ugh, God. Actually, coming over here, it was really an interesting experience to push the edge. I was on Zoom with Rana and Lori, my friends who live in L.A., and um, we were talking about what's your edge in terms of this kind of protocol of safety during a, this very disruptive time where norms are shifting, what's your edge? Now people are starting to say, well, I, I can do this. Or like, look at us. We just pushed an edge. We took the podcast back into in the flesh. Yeah, do yeah. you mean where's your... Where, where are you going to push your... The risk. Your risk. You're talking edge. about risk. Yeah. Your yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. Your, your comfort yeah. zone. Is it getting larger now or is it getting smaller? Because yeah. I, I feel like mine is getting larger. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing within myself the urge to push it and then I'm tabling that most of it. scares you a little bit. It scares me a lot back. because I'm seeing people being very risk. Cavalier. You know, it's California. funny. I had a conversation with a friend the other day and he's, um, he's more inclined to sort of uh, listen to Fox News and he's not a nut job or anything, but, you know, that it appeals to him and his sense of things. And, um, and we were talking about risk and whatnot and I uh, the thing that's sort of unfathomable to me is um, you know there's this really appealing idea that okay we're over this now we can all just pretend we're over it we can open things up and and hang out and if we all just believe it it'll be true but like cancer or those other kinds of things that's not actually the case and and it's there's something beautiful about that dream and i'm just really worried that it's it's going to get so much worse if people buy into that dream and i totally appreciate why they would because i feel the desire to do that yeah you know even though if i sort of look at it analytically it, it doesn't make sense yeah and we should paint a picture right now because the three of us are sitting in the park, but we're all social distancing. I mean, we're we're eight, ten feet away from each other. I'm gonna say twelve feet. Yeah. Okay. And we. <laughs> <laughs> Men always measure with greater. We put, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a sec. Oh, here we go. Wait a sec, Dave. Would you? There you go. Yep. Unzip your pants. Okay. Good. Yep. Twelve feet. Excellent. <laughs> but but Pobs, you're right. I feel the urge to do that, but uh, you know, to our peril because this is going to get so much worse. We're just at the well, it, beginning. Well, it could. We might we might get lucky. We don't know, but it, but it could get worse. Well, yeah, I, I think that it is just kind of one big... Uh, Osterholm was saying, I was listening to his podcast this morning on the way here, actually, and um, uh, he was saying it's kind of like this big, slow-moving organism that's sort of flowing into the... There, there are hot... Like right now, Ecuador is the hot spot, mm. and, 
and it sort of flows in and flows out and moves in, in this big sort of nebulous wave over the planet. And, um, um, and yeah, and it's going to be with us for the next couple of years. And we need to figure out how we're kind of going to surf on that big nebulous weird wave. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, you know, and I think that there are things, you know, I don't think that this is taking a big risk being out here without masks 12 feet away from you guys and but we're wearing pants so that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. i i actually put on a bra it was question it was i was debating it really and that was maybe part of my reluctance can i ask I was you just like, um a bra hard. question yeah how how if with the world the way it was <laughs> how many bra days out of 10 would there be Oh, like, every, let's take a sample of every, 10 days. Every day is a bra day. And now, now what do you think For it these is? Girls. Out of 10. I mean, every day. But you spaced it out, right? The other day, or you, you I, didn't? I mean, you know. I, I, what I'm wondering is, do, has your bra <laughs> usage changed in the pandemic? Well, I'll tell you what. My day ends at about 6, and whoof, Then the bra goes. comes out. Yeah. And that would not be the case otherwise, oh, right? Oh, no. Yeah. No. I oh. don't know. There's something about being dressed and... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm beautifully endowed, as you know. So <laughs> you're just beautiful, baby. <laughs> what about what about makeup? Are you a makeup person? Well, you know, funny thing is, I'm usually not, but I've started doing it more because of Zoom. Yeah. Because I am trying to <laughs> under. No, it's not to. No, look, no, I know, it's, I it's know. It's ridiculous. Not. It's not to look good. It's to be able to communicate across yeah. the the technology to my students. You know, to really help them distinguish my features and. Because it's strange. It's such a delight to... I'm talking to you. You're looking at me. Yeah. I'm seeing you think. You're seeing me think. I mean, yeah. it's such a delight. And it's I'm, It's very extractive to spend so much time on Zoom. I feel exhausted by it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and the, the thing about Zoom is that even though you're we're distanced, yeah. that medium actually is more of a performative medium. Totally. Oh, where sure. you're on stage the whole time, they can see everything, you know, all the, and it's, it's kind of, it kind of works in the opposite way where you're scrutiny, you're under the microscope. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's interesting. It can lend itself to intimacy in, in some ways. And I'm finding ways to work with my students to create new patterns of behavior that have to do with playing with that, you know, the, the distance from the screen going away I, I'm doing different things to adjust which is creative and fun but ultimately oh I don't prefer it on any level and I find myself just um, oh frustrated sometimes to to not be able to really feel a connection yeah are yeah. you guys feeling raindrops Raindrops keep falling on my head. What's another rain song? Soon it's gonna rain. I can feel it. Soon it's gonna rain. What is that from? I can tell. Um, the boyfriend? No. Uh, soon it's gonna rain. What are we gonna do? Um. What is that what from? What a beautiful voice you have, Chris. Oh, she does have a beautiful stop, voice. Stop, guys. Why? And, yeah, and again, you don't own a microphone or a recorder. You should be, I'm telling, do you play guitar? I don't. Or I, ukulele? I have, I have a ukulele, but I don't, I have a hand disability, so I have limited usage of my hands, so I've tried to play the guitar because I actually have a beautiful guitar. What's do you? Uh, yeah, I oh, I remember playing it at your yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. With uh, Carolee and... Yeah. yeah, Carolee. Listening to uh, her crazy, Shout out to Carolee. crazy songs. Yeah. I know, Hippie Needs a Bath. Oh, yeah, Hippie I Needs a Bath. It's yeah. a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> can we get a recording of that and play that next I, time? I will make Ooh, sure yeah, yeah, we yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Carolee's so funny because she's she's doing all these creative things, but she's reluctant to put any of it on tape for longevity. So I can, I mean, there's a few things. But it's she's she's doing concerts and she's actually doing a weird news show. On yeah, it. yeah, I saw. It. She sent out it? an email about that. Yeah, did you? Did you? I haven't checked it out, but I, well, I read wrote. that the email that she sent out was <laughs> so confusing. I could. 
her brain. I know. I'm telling you. It's multifaceted and it doesn't go in one direction. <laughs> it, goes it goes in all directions. Many directions all at once. Same. Exactly. But but hippie needs a bath. I'll see if I can get her to get us a copy. Hey, who do you think is the most framely frable? Is it Carolee? <laughs> Now, there's a lot to unpack there with that question, Mr. Pablito. <laughs> That's like a fractal universe. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. It's, that that kind of makes you think like Carolee, just thinking about that question. I think on the spectrum, we'd have to say Carolee and Boo are on both on opposite sides, wouldn't you? Really? I don't know. I mean... Hey, it is starting to rain a little, just FYI. Oh, a little bit of wind. Feel it. I can hear the wind. I know. I can hear the wind too. <sighs> ah, they call the wind Mariah. Oh, this is, yeah. Th- this could be our musical <laughs> edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I have a piano student who's falling in love with Broadway, oh. and I don't know if you guys saw that it was Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did did see you that. see the the show where all these wonderful Broadway stars did a concert on Zoom? So oh, fun. It's so beautiful, so here's, intimate. Here's gorgeous. a question for you. So, um, Saturday Night Fever starring John Travolta was a... I an, love John Travolta. ...an amazing late 70s film about a young Italian boy <laughs> in New York who... Um, Bronx or Brooklyn? I, I don't know. Maybe Brooklyn. Who uh, dances every night you know, at the disco to sort of get out his um, sort of inner, inner self, I think, <laughs> or yeah. inner dick, if you he will. And, um, but, I, but I think I remember there, and I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I remember there being this sort of contrast between his supremacy on the dance floor and how much attention and, and positive reinforcement he got versus his daily life as sort of a schlubby Italian New York dude. And uh, Stephanie and I watched the beginning of the sequel, Staying Alive, the Ooh. other day. Where no, there was one. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a is sequel. It still, is it Bee Gees music? Yes, and directed and written by Sylvester Stallone. Really? Oh, my God. And, and most what? impressively, our young hero, what do you think he has chosen to do? And this is the tie-in to our previous conversation, but become a Broadway dancer. Now, this does not make any sense from the character that I knew in... Saturday night. Interesting. Fever. So he decided he went through a life changing moment at mm-hmm. the end of Saturday I Night guess. Fever when yeah. he was getting all that acclaim and he decided, hey, I'm going to be a hoofer. Yes. <laughs> and so, and, and then I think. Is Bob, he wearing leg warmers and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's like Bob Mackie. Is that right? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Bob Mackie. Yeah. He's the one who like designed the costumes and choreographed it. And so it's okay. very strange. I, I really need to watch that again. Dude, I actually, have got to see that. Staying Alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it on Net- like Amazon or something? Uh, yeah, I think or? so. I think that's where we watched it. Oh, wow. that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to watch that tonight. It's well, painful. The first part that we watched was painful. You know, I, I watched a painful movie movie the other night it was the saint with oh. Val, Cl- oh, Val Kilmer yeah. Ooh, oh Val my Kilmer. god, and, oh my uh, god. what's her name Elizabeth Shue yes yes yeah and he wow. oh That's it's so misogynist <laughs> if you would just it, I would die. I would die you know I was a I was a intern at the Guthrie when Lee Chule was directing as you like it with Patti LuPone and oh, yeah. Val Kilmer he was in that and Val Kilmer came oh. to rehearsal every day in leather, black leather pants. God bless him. And they had, they, according to the dressers, they had a liaison. Wow. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who, who did? Val, Val Kilmer and Patty LuPone. Patty LuPone. Oh. He's, a, he's a good, I mean, now he's, he's not quite well. There's my neighbor, Paul. But he's a hey, Paul. handsome fella. Val Kilmer. Yeah, back in the was day. Was back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he play Jim Morrison? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was, was a good in, part. He was yeah. in Top Gun. Come on. Okay, That's I don't, right. I don't That's remember yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. You, you guys was it Iceman? Iceman? Yeah, I don't know. I Goose? Don't know. No, Goose, Goose is one of the other. Yeah. Goose is Maverick's wingman. Yes, yes, yes. Goose is yes, the yes. one that dies. Okay, guys. I think Iceman is Val I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> Here's the thing about, about John Travolta. He can yeah. sing, he can yeah. dance, and he can act. Yeah, he's, he's a amazing. triple threat. He's but you know who else And he's a Scientologist. And he's a Scientologist and a wingnut. But um, well, now, 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 now. Let's just. <laughs> let's I mean, just if you're gonna off. if you're gonna throw all Scientologists yeah. under the bus, well, I'm fine doing. Let's add Christians and Jews and everybody. All right, let's not you go down that. 
But I want to say Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. is a phenomenal Broadway singer. He really? is great. Did you see that, um, um, what is it called, the Happy Time Fun Show or something like that with John Mulally? No. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a Sesame Street thing. No, I love you, Sesame Street. Oh, it's awesome. It is so good. I've watched it three times now. Um, that, okay, so it's John Mullaly. Yeah, um, who also does a great podcast um, called Oh Hello. Oh. It's so fucking funny. Really? It's oh not better than our podcast, is it? Dave? No, no. <laughs> you know, my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal appearance is in Laser Cats. What? Okay, but okay, yeah, so, so he appears. He does a, l- a little song and dance thing in John, John in the Sesame Street thing. In the oh, John how cool! Well, in the Stephen Sondheim birthday celebration, he he plays George in Sunday in the Park with George. He's phenomenal. Really? Yeah, okay. he's phenomenal. I think I hate that musical. Have you seen it? I think so. Oh, I've heard it at the very least. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I don't like later Sondheim. How's Fiona? Speaking of phenomenal she's, singers. She's good. She's good. This You're, is my niece, Fiona, who lives in Baltimore. She's um, she's tucked in. She's working hard. She's an opera singer. She's gorgeous a, voice. Really? Opera singer, yeah. Huh. First I've heard of uh, Fiona. Yeah. Hi, Fiona. Are you listening? She's probably not listening. <laughs> is, I don't think anybody. Neither is Liam. I think Liam <laughs> is. We're just listening to each other. We can swear. Yeah. Shit, pick, fuck, piss, fuck. Yeah, like your magnetic. Yeah, party. yeah. That was so yeah, good. Yeah, Dave, you've been holding Dave. out on me, man. Dave, listen, you know that I have a small magnetic poetry wall at my house, which yes. you've, you've seen. And when I throw cereal parties, and actually anytime anybody comes over, it's the funniest thing. I look at the wall, and it has changed, and I don't yes. notice anybody doing anything. <laughs> But um, a lot of people, and I don't have the obscenity kit, a lot of people make filthy, kit. filthy yeah. poems yeah. out of just the regular ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think someone has mixed in a Chipotle, uh, Chipotle chicken burrito magnet with your magnet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry about you that. You can get dirty with that. You but, know, um, I, I almost ordered them online, and then I thought, I bet Dave has a bunch I of I will give you. Oh, yeah, I'll give you whatever you want. Okay, but, um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I'll give Podcast you uh, an obscenities. Ooh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what is the level of obscenities in it? Because I'm thinking I want to give it to Oliver, but I might not be able that? to like, do it for what this. What does level well, mean? Might have to wait for his 10th birthday. It's not, yeah, I mean, it's it's obscenities as in peppering your language with shits and pisses and fucks and okay. right. motherfuckers. Have and you all that watched kind of Veep lately? Wait a, wait a second. Oh, I want to I want to say something more okay. about <laughs> getting dirty with magnetic poetry, okay, which good. is that you can get very dirty with any of the kids. Yes, including I, oh. including the kids kit. In fact, when we first came out with our um, there's a, a kit called First Words, which is yeah. um, Sight words that you're supposed to, you know, um, in Just education, there's this thing called sight words yeah. where okay. you're supposed to be able to look at the words without sounding them out just by the shape of oh, them. Yeah. Okay. Be able to say the word dog, you know, you don't actually yeah. sound it out. You, and um, so there's a, sort of a te- teacher approved list of sight words. And uh, so we got together with the teacher and she gave us the, and, and helped us make this kit. And uh, we sent it out and immediately started getting uh, letters from people saying, <laughs> this kid is too... <laughs> because a bunch of kids, had, it, the kit God contains the words wet and dream. <laughs> so there were a million poems oh, about wet awesome. dreams. <laughs> that's so funny. I literally just sent those to my nieces in Oakland. <laughs> well, and see, if they, see if they make a wet dream poem. Well, they're... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I have a collection of your kits, the Shakespeare one or, you know, whatever. I don't know what they are. Just a bunch of different kits that I ordered. And people write the filthiest things. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> but if, if I had an obscenities kit, that would be amazing. Yeah, then you can. And that, that one feels pretty cathartic. Yeah. You know, just I may have fuck, to vet fuck, it because I have a lot of kids over to the house. So I might have to, like. Had. You know, yeah, had not anymore. Well, Oliver still comes over. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He would. Oh, he he'd would, be delighted. With oh, it. he would love it. <laughs> yeah, and nobody would have to be the wiser unless he went home and started swearing like a sailor. I mean, I've already blown it on that. <laughs> <laughs> they, Good for you. you well, know. <laughs> aren't there studies that say people who swear, swear are more? smarter? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And McKenna, and my show right now, pandemic show, is Veep. Oh and yeah, that's is, a great show. 
there's my neighbors, Glenn and Sada. Hi, Hi, Glenn and Sada. Yep, we're in my neighborhood. I love it. I just started watching um, the Larry David, uh, what's it called? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. I oh. had never seen it before. Oh, really? It is so squirmy. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, I don't. I watched the recent iteration of it and, and did not like it. But I remember watching a couple episodes of the original run and, and enjoyed that. I just saw, um, I'm kind of a fan of Alex Kropofsky. Okay. What has he done? He was in girl. I think he was in Girls. He's a young guy. I met him out in L.A. during the workshop that I did with Joan Shekel, and he was amazing. And then I went up to him one day, and I said, you, uh, you've got to play Merc- Mercutio sometime. Yeah. I can barely say that word. Yeah. Mercutio. We know who you're talking about. And he didn't. He did not know who I was talking about. He's a he's a really wonderful actor, but he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is this, oh, so this is a story about an actor on Curb Your Enthusiasm who's a big dummy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Which I, one is he? I mean, it just... What well, does he play on Curb Well, he was in the latest one. He oh. played um, uh, a doctor that Larry consulted about his knee. And he's, he's a very good actor. But it's interesting. I mean, I but guess... But he's a dummy. It might not be interesting to anybody but me, but that he had such yeah. a strange training where he just went right into success and no I, you know though no study. i mean really isn't that just i mean i think if you really knew what people know and don't know you'd be shocked oh you'd be shocked at how much i don't know yeah i because mean because literally i forget so much well i just mean even i think stuff that that's don't the know. coolest thing in fact when people say um what is so are you religious do you believe in god and my god is that whole thing of all the stuff I don't know. Oh. That's the big, powerful mystery of the universe. That all the stuff beautiful I don't know. Day. So wait a second. When you <laughs> learn something that. that you don't know, does your God get smaller? Yeah. Whoa. Just but, a little but, bit smaller. But the universe is so vast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but no God apparently could... is fastly receding <laughs> as Dave learns more God and more. God is like a receding hairline. No, it's, uh, because even if I lived 10 Ooh, lifetimes... you got a runaway jacket. If I live 10 lifetimes. Which, given modern science, I, is a high, highly could, likely. Could happen, could happen. Um, would you cut your head off? I to would. Attain? It would like a, be a grain of sand on a on uh, no. Waikiki Beach that I would learn uh, in comparison to all that could be known. Okay, here's a question. If you had the chance to go uh, in space and leave Earth, but you had the chance to explore a whole new world, but, you know, like 30% chance you'd survive... Would you do it? No. <laughs> Look at Dave. He's thinking about it. I, you know, I might do it if it was an end of life thing. You know, like if I, I, I knew I only had a year to live. Okay. Yeah, I mean, depends on how messy the apartment got. I <laughs> Time to peace out. <sighs> this is not going to clean itself. I'm going to take that thirty percent chance oh my and God. see the stars. Oh my God! Yes. So I've been watching, I watched Silicon Valley, all six oh, seasons on a little binge. Great. Oh, and I guess And then I watched the two seasons, or I'm on the second season of Barry. Oh, Silicon, so dark. Silicon Valley, I have mixed feelings about. I think part of it was very funny, and then I just got kind of exhausted by it. And then also I got, I got kind of exhausted by the certain parts of the humor and then um, Barry, I think that the, everybody on the show is just so good. The actors are just so good. Yeah, and I um, liked it. I really and liked I it. don't typically like dark things. It's so sad, though. It makes me so sad. Yeah. What's happening in so, season three? I was going to say I haven't seen season three. Okay. Just speaking of Squirmy and uh, <laughs> Silicon Valley, um, I just stumbled last night on a show called Middle Ditch and Shorts on uh, uh, Netflix. Is it and British? It's long form. No, it's uh, it's Ameri- It's long form improv. With you watch your dirty mouth. One, I know. I can't. I I have never been able to stomach that stuff. It is too squirmy. I so get you have so. A good memory. You should be ashamed. Of oh my god! But I can't believe this. These guys do it well. And one of the guys is that guy from Silicon Valley. The the oh. guy, the founder of uh, Pied Piper. Oh, see, I I I was not. I got a little fatigued with his performance. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's so awkward. 
and he plays that awkward guy very well. But yeah. he's not that way in real life, and, and he is an amazing improv guy. Really? Yeah, and so it's called Middle Ditch and Shorts. It's okay. on okay. Netflix, That's and a I recommendation. highly recommend it. If, if you go on Netflix, it, it's one of the first things that will pop Ditch up. Middle Ditch and Shorts. We're all, we're all doing one long form improv. <laughs> yeah. It's called Life. And then there's another one here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pretend like we're in the recommendation uh, part of the show, which yeah. is... Uh, Terrace House? Have you guys heard of Terrace House? No. No. Is it... (laughs) Wait, let's guess what it might be. Is it about um, turning the sides of freeways into... No. No. Is... Wait, let me guess now. (laughs) Is it the story of um, Terrence Howard's (laughs) brother, Terrace, (laughs) and his... Explorations of his house. Nailed it. That's it. No, it's not. Um, it is a Japanese reality show um, that is kind of. What was that MTV original show that was the. Uh, um, uh, where they put all the big, kids in the house? There was Big Brother, and, and then there was no, something no, else. There I, was I know the, the one you're talking one. about. The very first one, remember. years. Yeah. A hundred years yeah. ago. Anyway, it's a, uh, a reality show where these kind of well washed young. Japanese <laughs> well washed kids, and you don't mean washed in a well. You mean <laughs> the other Possibly, kind of well washed. But, um, but it, no, they're just well. The Japanese are, are very polite. They they all bow to each other and stuff when they meet for the first. And um, they put them all in the house and they live together. And it is so. And nothing happens. Absolutely nothing. And it's very relaxing because there's no. There's almost no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Happens. It's just yeah. But it's so relaxing. But I'm it's relaxed. very relaxing. Yeah, it's very relaxing. And it got me thinking about a, a couple of weeks ago, Kristen. You said something about um, the whole form, the dramatic arc of there needing to be con- conflict. Is it raining? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not raining. Anyway. It is. It is actually raining. Oh, okay. I'm in denial. Oh, I get. I see a raindrop. Yeah, on but board here. Dave's got equipment. I can cover it. I can cover it. Never mind. Um, Oh, anyway. But, yeah, it's very slow moving and very quiet. And there's this kind of quiet music. And they live in this beautiful place. And they just do things. And it's got a huge following. There was some Hmm. article, like, in the Atlantic or something about it that um, it's gotten through this pandemic. It's the viewership of this show is huge. And it's in its, like, 10th season. It's crazy. Are they the same people or do they get new people? No, they always get new people. Similar to those MTVs. So I, would, I would like to participate in that. Is it like a sort of weird, scaled-up version of like a mukbuk video or something? You know, a that's what? where they—that's those videos where you just watch people eat large amounts of food. That I think that's a different category <laughs> of experience. What's I, it called, mukbuk? I think so. I yeah, I'm probably not pronouncing those, it right. Like, okay, like uh, Bloves, Bloves, love, lo, Blows life or something. Be loves, be loves life. That, that's a. That's I like love better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, what do you think it is about that, Dave? That people like to watch. Um, I, I think it just kind of takes you outside yourself, and and ideally, that's what we are doing <laughs> right now. Yeah, you get I'm out of your. A, I'm having a memory of a shame memory. There was a local rapper, <laughs> a, a very nice guy named Shaka, Shaka. And I think it was like, um, I don't know if it was like um, a stylized version of Shocker or um, or some sort of African-inspired Shaka. But I, I, for some reason, I couldn't stop calling him Chaka <laughs> from Land of the Lost. <laughs> and he very politely corrected me. <laughs> I, I did it just too many times and I was like, what? I'm thinking of, and I didn't realize I was thinking of, I didn't know where the name uh, Chaka came from. And then I was like, yeah, Chaka, because that's the little monkey dude from <laughs> Lost. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, that's right. Not Chaka. Oh, now suddenly I'm in, in uh, HR Puffin stuff land. <laughs> oh, as my well. goodness. HR Puffin stuff. Oh, wow. my God. Is that a trip? I actually watched a little bit of that on YouTube a couple months ago. And it was disturbing, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is That's so haunting crazy. shit. That, that is, is that awful. Will, that will take you off your life path. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got a recommendation. All right. McKenna introduced me to Bong Appetit. 
Hmm. It's a show out of LA, and it's basically about a it's a cooking show. So I love cooking shows. Speaking of just watching people behave, and this one is all about creating a meal that is marijuana and cannabis infused. Oh, and they have a cannabis pantry with all these different tinctures. And McKenna turned to me the other day when we were watching it. She said, "It's so interesting that in Minnesota." This is illegal, and in Los Angeles, it's an industry. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. do we even live it's in crazy. the same I, country? I, I, yeah, I was in. Um, uh, I went to Colorado with Kathy last couple of years ago, and um, even in tiny little towns, yeah, there there's a, fr- a head shop in every corner. Yeah. Well, you got to check out Bong Appetit. It's it's on Netflix. It's a 22 minute show. It's very good. And then they create these beautiful meals, and then you watch people get high. <laughs> Because the meals because the meal has them, right? the pot yeah. in it, and the more you eat, the well, more lit up you get. There's different tinctures. They have different listen to you and your drug language. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Lit up, lit up. You. Filthy. I was actually I got that from listening to that um, uh, Oh Hello show with the um, uh, what's what's his name uh, John Mulally. Um they, one of their guests was Pete Davidson. Do you know oh who yeah. He is? yeah. Oh yes. He is such a stoner and uh, and. He referred to himself as always being lit up. Yeah. Nice. Well, M- well, M- McKenna, I, I, I guess, um, what can I say? She loves Seth Rogen with a passion that oh, that's awesome. is so interesting. She calls him her husband. He's, that's he's her screen. They would make a cute couple. He's her screen. They would make a he's cute her couple. screensaver. Hey, I mean, listen, this is a serious that thing. That she has a crush on <laughs> Seth Rogen is a very positive thing. <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I haven't fought it. It's been no. years. He and is I, a great guy. He is a great guy. Well, Hilarity for charity. His, yeah. He and his wife's. Uh, charity. Did you say wives? I did. <laughs> I didn't know you had more than one. I don't know why I did that. Because I'm high. No, I'm not. <laughs> Are you lit? Yeah, he's he's a very funny dude, that's for sure. Yeah, he is funny. So I'm looking over here behind us at the um, Unitarian Church. We used to go there with Eli. That's a Unitarian Church? That's the big one, yeah. And it's, it's got. So it, that's and what they look like. In the. Uh, na- what's, what's it called? The Sanctuary. Um, the background of you know behind the uh, minister or whatever they call it um, is a giant window that looks at downtown in the basilica. It's a beautiful view. It's one of the most beautiful views Gorgeous. in the city. Gorgeous, Nice out the backside of that. Pablo, yeah. were you at the potluck at Leslie's where I believe that the minister from this place was there? Get out! And Wait, I who is it? Remember. It's not Leslie, is it? No, it's not Leslie. It's her friend. No, I mean, there's a Leslie has a friend named Leslie. No. Was it the other Leslie? Leslie's friend, Leslie Leslie? I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it was someone She has a twin Kelly. sister, Leslie, oh, so that would be Leslie's friend, Leslie's. You know, you know what? Can I say? Friend, th- Leslie's sister, Leslie. At Lowry Hills, we used to have a management company that was run by triplets. Really? Men in their 50s all looked the same. I mean, if you Were have they triplets. Conjoined? No. <laughs> it, uh, it's <laughs> nice to think about. Um, have there ever been conjoined triplets? Uh, I, bet I don't have. know. I know conjoined twins. I've yeah, right. seen the videos. Huh. Can you hear the bells, you guys? Yeah, yeah. In this, So this is my neighborhood, corner of Douglas and Hennepin, basically. And there are there's St. Mark's, there's the Methodist, Hennepin Avenue Methodist, and there's the Basilica. I don't know if the microphone is picking it up, but there's Probably a little. always... Uh, there's always the sound of bells. Oh, and look at the tr- the the color of the trees, the new leaves. Oh. Uh, nature's first green is gold. That's, that kind of thing. That's my mom's favorite favorite color. Yeah. It always makes me think of her because there's one week of the year that she she was just ecstatic. Can I say that poem? Yes, please. Robert Frost. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden fell to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. Well, that's beautiful. Gorgeous. The only poem I've ever remembered. Do you want to hear the only poem I've ever memorized? Yes. yes, I do. It's by Leonard Cohen. Marita, please find me. I'm almost 30. I love it. Is that, can, do you want to hear mine? Yeah. This is Elizabeth Bishop. Oh, to be a dragon. 
symbol of the power of heaven, of silkworm size or immense, at times invisible. Wow, that's mm. beautiful. What's the, who's the poem, poet? It's Elizabeth Bishop. When I was a, mm. a pretend nurse in New York City in 1983, uh, I had a 24-hour shift in, from 8 at night till 8 in the morning. I, I, um, I took care of Lauren McIver, the very famous modern painter. And she was very, I think I've talked about this, Yeah. so I won't do it again. But she was very scared and um, of dying because her husband had killed himself. And she didn't want to be alone, but her, my roommate didn't want to pay a nurse. So he hired me to pretend to be a nurse. <laughs> so <laughs> we would sit and drink together. Okay, back up just a That's little. That's awesome. That is back awesome. Just because my first question when you said when I was a, a fake nurse, I was like, well, what part of your nursing duties were not being fulfilled according to the standard? Now I'm realizing it goes much deeper than that. Uh, yes, so it does. So back up a little. You had a friend. Yes. Who knew this painter. Yes. He was in charge of her. Her, est her estate. He was like yeah. her executive exactly. uh, assistant or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she needed care. Yeah, yeah, because she was 76 years old. She was infirm. She was um, af afraid to stay in her house at night. She lived in John Sloan's old studio in New York City on 41 Perry Street. I'm assuming John Sloan is also a painter. Yeah, he's wonderful. Okay. So um, so this guy says, look, we're going to hire you. I'm yeah. going to pay you, Frable, my friend, Yeah. to come in. At 8 o'clock at night. At 8 o'clock at night and just chill with her. Yep. And it's important that we lie to her and make her think that you're a nurse. Absolutely. Because... Otherwise, she won't feel safe because <laughs> not just a second year <laughs> was the reason she was afraid because um, her husband, Lloyd Frankenthaler, the famous poet, yeah, yeah, no, no, blew I, his brains out. I, I caught that part, but I'm yeah. wondering if the reason she was afraid was because she may have a medical <laughs> emergency in the middle of the night and need Somebody. Also, I think we may have just gotten ratted out by some people. May feel like we're not being socially responsible and, and gathering. Yeah. They how just, so, did they how make a bad? Did they give you a stink eye? Well, uh, it's hard to tell because they're wearing masks. But they did take a photo of us, and now they're looking at us a little stinky eye. Ah, this. By the way, we are kind of a spectacle. By here. the way, if we go down, I'm just throwing one of you two or both <laughs> under the bus. Hey, we're all connected here by our microphone cord, so it's it's all for one and one. I can just all. say I came to the park here, and these guys they took my mic cord and plugged it in. I don't even know them. Yeah, that's true. That's that's credible. Well, well, Lauren used to recite poetry for me. She loved um, Gerard Manley Hopkins. There's my friend Tom. But you're saying she was not worried about a medical emergency. Oh no, in which she, she was. Would need. She was very worried about a medical emergency. <laughs> she, she, but, but, but she was worried in an unfounded way. All but. she lived on was white wine and yogurt. And then we would go. She, I, it was my job to sit and talk to her. And then I would go to sleep in her studio. And she was in. She it was, her studio was gorgeous. And it, and. Um, Were you at any point concerned <laughs> that if she did have a medical emergency and she called for her nurse, that you would not be able to fulfill said duties? You know what's funny, Pablo? Yeah, but the, it the, didn't the, the main part of a, a the main part of a person's duties at that point would be to call a, a get the person to a call hospital or something. Call 411? Yeah, You may have one of those digits wrong. <laughs> I'm aware. No, she was, I mean, so she was friends with Billie Holiday, Dylan Thomas, oh, well, that Alexander okay. Calder, and so she was very, she was looked after by the spirit world <laughs> i think that's lovely i think that just the just in fact there was a, a new yorker fiction story a few years ago that was something about if there was a, a class of people that was hired just to pay attention to rich people no oh god there's so they, they, yeah I, I i'm familiar with say that again the thing there there was a, a, a class an underclass of of uh, serv, sort of a servant class of people 
that was hired just to pay attention to rich people. This was a There's particular era, or a yeah, it's a, a, a future futuristic. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, it was a fiction. It was fiction. It's not yeah. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fiction on any level. It's true. But that makes everybody, you know, that and the implication of it was that that's the ultimate luxury is to have that you have people who pay who actually pay close attention to you. Yeah, but if you're paying for it, doesn't that make it dirty? Well, here's well the, here, it's like the I girlfriend experience kind of thing. What's you know, that? Oh, What's Dave, the, don't tell no, her. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back up. Don't tell her, Dave. Back up. There's some deep, uh, there's some deep masculine knowledge at work here. Come on, patriarchs, let me in. What's it's the happening? prostitution thing where you uh, you hire like uh, a geisha. No, you hire a, a a girl to be to act like your actual girlfriend. So, so this is a pedophile would, thing. No, no, no. no. Oh, you like mean, a, are you saying a woman? You a woman. woman. You hire a woman. I knew it. To in be, the patriarchy parlance, girl woman and girl are synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> or, or did, why don't you just say gal? <laughs> yeah, gal. Okay, it's you not hire as gal. demeaning somehow. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So she go. Uh, I, I I have not had the girlfriend. Exp- I have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, this is. And you're saying she's not providing you with a girlfriend. This is the corner of the room. The rug has been lifted. I think Vrabel, It actually it refers to a type of prostitution that's common in. <laughs> Can I just say Europe? Your whole stance right here with your. My legs. Yeah, it just makes the conversation out. that much delicious. <laughs> so in poorer Eastern European countries. Um, where the unemployment rates are high, this is the, the way in which I've heard it, um, there is a type of prostitution where you pay someone to accompany you for a long period of time, and it's called the girlfriend experience. Is that like Happy Madison, the website? It's more like Happy Ending. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, Happy Madison is an Adam Sandler movie. What's, yeah. the, what's the one I'm thinking of? Ashley Addison? I don't know. Yes, Ashley Madison. Yeah. Ashley Madison. Where it's the, yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's the opposite of hey, that. Hey, should we wrap it up before the pigs show up and bust us? They can't bust us. There's no, there's no um, rules. There's right no now. mandate about There's it. no mandate about no. staying out of the park. But oh, we yeah, are at is. one, we are at one hour. We're at one hour. You know, um, speaking of the podcast experience, <laughs> um, I'm enjoying seeing you guys so much. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it is so much better Bad than run. the Zoom situation. Yeah. I cannot, I'm just, I want to, I just want to encourage people who may or may not be listening to enjoy the people that you're with and then be very safe about expanding that. But we are all going to have to figure out how we did today, how to push the ed- edges of our life so that we can, you know, continue to hunker down and be safe, but also not go batshit crazy. Yeah. 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 We can, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? I, I, I was driving to Kathy's house last night and, um, on her street over in uh, Mac Groveland. It was so delightful to see. It seemed like everybody was out. <laughs> it was a beautiful, sunny, golden evening. And everybody was out walking their dogs and, so, and, and talking at a distance like we are right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and it was lovely. It was nice. It, uh, I, I, and I, I want to think that this is safe and appropriate. I'm not sure that everybody thinks... I also want to think that, but I don't believe it. (laughs) I I want to think it, and I actually do, because I wouldn't have done it had I not felt actually safe. I just do what you guys tell me. (laughs) (laughs) That is the biggest lie, because you are the most um, obstinate, wonderfully... Whatever you say, Framer. ...oppositional person (laughs) who I love. Whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, you guys. Hey. Well, I'm going to go home and listen to the clientele. Our, oh yeah, the clientele. I want to listen to them too. Um, okay, well, I uh, uh, I will uh, cue it up right now. Hey, you guys out there, be good to yourselves. Here, here. Love you. We love you. Love you guys. We love, love you, you. Too. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you. I love you. I love you.
and I've been